Planning a trip to one of the great national parks? L.L. Bean went to the experts at the National Park Foundation to get the inside scoop on which parks are the best to visit in each season. Whether you're looking for outstanding scenery, smaller crowds, or unique activities, L.L. Bean, be an outsider. To check out the full list of recommendations, visit llbean.com slash explore. Welcome back to the Final Four. Is not on the schedule. He is Rod. I am Cameron. Uh, and Michigan State just gets out and out blown out in Iowa City, 86 to 60. Um, and really, Rod, Iowa was in control of this from about 10 minutes, had complete control of this in the first half all the way through, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Um, I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, the offense was horrible. The defense was horrible. I don't think it. I don't think it really matters. And and I'm going to propose you and I haven't talked about this, but I don't think there's any point in going through individuals <laughs> or even or even the keys. Really, mm-hmm. um, I I would rather talk about it in a broader context. Um, this is, I would say, for me, and I'm only speaking for myself. This is as badly as I've felt about the program since Tom Izzo took over. And I have resisted all of that kind of talk. There have been a lot of people chirping over the last few weeks. Oh, the program's in trouble. There's signs of a decline, signs of a slide. And I've resisted all of that talk. And I'm still not ready to 100% commit to that being the truth. But I, but I will say this, because I've, I've reached a point now that I don't think you can deny it. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the things that he's saying and what we're seeing, there's a problem. He came out of that Illinois game, and I think you and I even mentioned this in the post game, saying that he thought that they were improving. And, I, you know, my response to that was, other than the fact that Tyson Walker finally decided to attack, I didn't see any signs of improvement. Mm -hmm. I didn't see what they did better. Well, tonight, you saw what that was worth. Zero. Yeah. Um, They are not, they are imploding. They're not improving. Yes. This was massive regression. Yeah, this was just, uh, the, the offensive stuff, I could, if I cared enough, I could go on about that, how they, they just settled for shots, didn't work. Well, I was a horrendous defensive team. Michigan State never did anything to make them actually work. They just hoisted shots. Um, so shot selection was, was not great, but that was by far the lesser of the evils. That was as bad a defensive effort as I can recall seeing from a Michigan State team. Iowa shot the lights out from three, but those were wide open threes. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them. They didn't guard anybody. They let Iowa, and again, Iowa came in as a decent offensive rebounding team, and I don't know what the final numbers were, but they got way too many. Yeah. Um, just to know that's the thing that I think has got me feeling this way. It's not even the execution or you can't hit shots or anything. It's, that the effort stuff, the t- they were out-toughed 
by Iowa. Iowa, as soft a program historically in the McCaffrey era as you're going to find in this league, soft as as the day is long, mm-hmm. and you are out-toughed by Iowa. That's disgraceful. That's an embarrassment. It's an embar- it should be embarrassing for those kids, and it should be embarrassing for that coaching staff. And right now, I don't know where they turn to fix it. I don't know that there is an answer. You know, there's part of me that, as insane as this is, and it certainly absolutely will not happen, thinks you ought to broom everybody and bring in 10, 11 guys from the portal and start over in the sense that I'm concerned that, and that's an exaggeration because I think with um, with some of the younger guys, Akins, for example, and Brooks, I, I don't think they've shown enough to say, well, you got to really question their mentality. Yeah. But everybody else, <laughs> what's going to change? Where is it going to change? You know, that's that's the core of the issue, that they walked into a game like this and just embarrassed themselves because they don't play hard, because they don't play with any kind of toughness. They don't play with any kind of purpose. That's what should have everybody up in arms about this. And I'm going to be very interested to see what Izzo says, because if it's not that kind of message, then I really have to wonder what it is he's, he thinks he's seen. And then if it is that kind of message, well, where are we seeing changes to any of this? Mm. The, 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 the program that he has built, you might see an occasional flare-up. You do see occasional flare-ups where they don't come out and play with the requisite level of, of toughness or energy. And then it gets fixed. Then it gets fixed. Well, it didn't get fixed this year. We've seen blips over the last six weeks, like the Indiana game. Mm-hmm. And then they're right back into this. So clearly a message is not being delivered properly. It's not being received properly. A combination of the two. Um, that's what's going on. And that's the, that's the bottom line truth. And, you know, as shocking as this is to even contemplate, um, they are, I think, on the verge of playing themselves out of the tournament. That's where we're at. Because they are, everything's going to fall like a rock here. The only thing that might save them, maybe, 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 is that the game, some of the games that are left, you know, Purdue and Ohio State, at least, you're playing two teams that are rated very highly. Mm-hmm. So even if you lose to them, you're not going to take a big dive. But, you know, they're going to make it very uncomfortable for themselves at the very least. And if I told you that two weeks ago, you would have laughed at me. I would have laughed at it because I didn't see Penn State coming. I figured they'd win this game. I mm-hmm. thought they had a great chance to beat Illinois at home. None of those things have happened. you know. And it's spiraling. It's getting worse, not better. And it's hard to imagine the confidence level just coming back. I mean, some of the, like Gabe's Brown has dropped off a cliff. Yeah. Just unbelievable. At this point, point, he's almost unplayable. I, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. I know he's a senior. I know he works hard and, and is a great kid and all of that. But right now, yeah, he has gotten to the point 
why why would you give him these minutes? There's you can't because if he's not shooting, if he's not hitting shots. There's not, he's not giving you anything else. Mm-hmm. So you can't do it. You know, it's um it's really really disheartening um to see it because I do think they are um you know they've given no one any reason to think they're not a, a collection of good guys mm-hmm. and I don't think they want this but I I know they don't want it they didn't come to Michigan state for this but when when you are seeing this over and over and over there is a problem and it's unfortunately it's one of those things it's very difficult to fully diagnose if you're on the outside. So I can't begin to pretend I know why and how this gets fixed. As I said, there is part of me that thinks that it's just inherent in a lot of these guys, and they're never going to be able to be the, to have the kind of mentality that they need to have. And, and so you'd be better off starting over, but I don't, I, that, that's not realistic. That's not going to happen. Mm. But but then I, I have to wonder a guy who's been able to push these buttons throughout his career, you know, even when he's had teams that were less talented than this one, and he has, believe it, he was able to get those guys to play hard enough that it you know, it even things out. Mm-hmm. This group and and the maddening thing is that these guys have actually shown at different points this year that they have it in them to play hard enough. Yeah. But, you know, but this, what's going on now, it, it should rattle everybody because there's, I I just don't see the answers. I mean, you can't, you can't go into a big 10 game against anybody and play that way and think they, and think that you're going to have a chance at not being embarrassed. And, and they know that. They sh- certainly should know that. But you couldn't tell by what we saw. You know, and even the, it, it's the old, you know, one step forward, two steps back thing. You know, Tyson Walker, we talked about, well, great second half. Finally was the guy we needed to see. It took him until this was a 20-point game to start playing anywhere close to that way. And, and look at what he did. He actually hit some shots. You know, yeah. when he's aggressive, when he's hunting it, when he's looking for it. Why wasn't that there in the first? That was another thing that absolutely mystified me. Coming out of that Illinois game, both he and Izzo were downplaying it. That's that's the stuff. That kind of thing is what has me wondering what is going on. Because there's a disconnect from what I think I'm seeing, you know, through all the years I've watched the game and, and this program in particular and what's being said, we're getting better. I didn't see that coming out of Illinois. Not at all. Other than Tyson Walker, the one guy you could say that about you're downplaying it Mm -hmm. instead of saying, yeah, that's the mentality he needs to have. And we need him to play that way. That's what would have made me think, okay, they see it. Then I, I don't know what they're seeing. So it's, there's, there's, I don't see any answers. I have to be honest. It's, it's a very depressing thing because none of us, you know, I'm old enough that I can go back to periods where you knew Michigan state just didn't have enough Mm -hmm. to compete. 
Um, but that was a talent issue. And it was a long, 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 long time ago. And, you know, and the other thing, too, is that we have to consider is this is coming off the back of last season. Yeah. Which was tremendously disappointing. And, you know, by mid, even late January, you felt like, okay, that spent, that was a one-off. And the program's back on track. Even if they don't win the league or anything like that, this is a good year. They've gotten things reestablished. Well, it's teetering. We are right now teetering on on it being two straight, deeply disappointing seasons mm-hmm. in a row. That's never happened. Never happened in Izzo's tenure. You know, yeah, they've had they've had a bad year, and maybe then the next year um, haven't had enough to be really, really good. But you saw the signs of things getting better. I don't. I don't know where that is right now, you know. I mean, we're right back to just searching for answers all game. I mean, you got Keon Coleman in there yeah. playing yeah. minutes. Yeah, exactly. Meaningful minutes yeah. in the in first, the first half. half. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, Hogart exactly. and Walker are out there at the same time, Hauser. And, I mean, it was just – it looked like a mess just trying to find anything that could right. work. Right. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And I think in that sense, maybe you, you could say, okay, well, Lizzo's trying, mm-hmm. but, you know, this, this is a Hall of Fame coach we're talking about. He, you expect him to have his pulse on this and to have guys, again, it would be one thing if we said, well, they just don't have anybody who can play. That's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That's one thing I don't accept is this idea that, well, recruiting's been terrible. No, it hasn't been. They've got guys who clearly have talent. You don't win the games, have the individual games that these guys have had, and say, well, there's a talent issue. There's not. I'm not saying this is the best team he's ever had by a long shot, but what we saw tonight is not reflective of Michigan State's talent. That would be insane. They're they're big enough, fast enough, uh, agile enough. I mean, they're good enough athletes. To yeah. be to be right at the top of the Big Ten, and they've done they've done they've played at times they have played defense well enough, they have shot the ball well enough at times, um, but this is that's why I go back to to me fundamentally it's about things that have been program staples that are gone. They do not play hard enough. I'll tell you one thing: if we're going to get into particulars about the way that they're playing at all, that I do think. They have no choice but to change, and I don't know how you do it except to get active in the portal. Um, they have to figure out rebounding. Have to. Mm. I mean, this this has been such a miserable, miserable performance now for six weeks running. So seven since the beginning of January, all 2022, that I don't know how you can have any faith in the guys coming back to think, well, they can turn it around at this point. You have Jackson Kohler coming in. You hope that he is capable of helping in that area, but adding one guy who can do it is not enough. They need to go out, and and I don't care whether it's at the four or the five. They got to go out, and they got to find somebody who can fucking grab a rebound. And, yeah. and, then, and, hope, and hope that maybe 
the the few guys who have shown something like Jaden Akins has shown something there with him getting more minutes next season. Maybe that helps change it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in conjunction, Pierre Brooks, I think has that mentality. So maybe as those guys grow into bigger roles, that also helps, but it's not enough. What what's going on right now? I mean, it's just not enough. And, and maybe he thinks that he can change the mentality of these guys and turn them into better rebounders. But, you know, if that were going to happen, I don't know why we haven't seen it already. It's just, to me, it doesn't even look like they're trying harder to rebound. No. Like, it's almost it's, like they don't realize it's a problem. Yeah, it, it's it's slow. Again, tonight, just you watch, watch when a missed shot, when a shot goes up, rather, Watch the reaction time of Michigan State compared with the opposition. Try to focus on that. Anybody who's listening to this mm-hmm. debacle. <laughs> and and watch and see what's happening. And it will not be any kind of mystery to you as to why they're getting crushed. They are so slow to react. And and I don't, you know, at some point, yeah, there, there's there's some of that that I think is innate in in players. You have guys who have a sense of timing, a sense of where the ball's going to track. You know, you're just there are guys. Dennis Rodman's always the example I go mm. back to. Just had that. That was clearly innate. But you don't have to have that to be better than what Michigan State is right now. Yeah. Because it's not Uh, like you even see guys flying up there. They're just way too far away from it. There's just nothing around. The only guy I ever see really putting in an effort in that way and reacting to things is Aikens. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Um, But it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's disgraceful. I mean, it really is. Uh, and, and, it, you know, given where we are on the calendar, you know, and, and now, by the way, we're, we're getting into this, this bit where the schedule, these next three games gets really condensed too. So that's mm-hmm. fun. Um, so you got Purdue, Michigan, Ohio state, right. All bunched up in between. And then you have Maryland to end things. Um, but you know, they got to. I would say they've got to do something to change this in terms of their mentality and their approach. But I just don't, I'm, I'm at the point where I think I've lost faith that that's going to happen. Mm. Um, I just, it's, it's very, very disheartening. Yeah. I agree with that. So Uh, I don't know if there's much else to say about it. Um, You know, you you saw, if you saw the game, you, I mean, I don't even know why anybody would be listening to this. <laughs> to I mean, if, with you. if we don't have, but, if we didn't have the podcast, I would have turned that off with ten minutes to go in the game. Absolutely, absolutely. No, who wants to watch that? Yeah, you know, and, and that's the first time look, I can honestly remember thinking that in a really, really long time. I, there were moments, there were moments last season where it got that way. But yeah. what's what's disheartening about this is you could last season. There were there were ex, there were justifications. It's a COVID year, so things are crazy, and you know it's a one-off. Mm-hmm. You know, but this is now. You know, you begin to wonder. 
I mean, I, I've avoided thinking very much about any of this stuff because I've, I've, because of the track record that exists. And, and until you, when you've got someone who's got as deep a track record as Izzo has, I, at least for me, the way I look at it is to say, hey, you doubt this guy at your own peril. You mm-hmm. want to doubt him, you're going to lose money on that. But I do start to wonder if perhaps he has, you know, people have commented on the softening. He's commented on the softening of the approach. Mm-hmm. And I do begin to wonder if perhaps that's not working. It, that that what made him the coach that he's been in part has always been, we know this in part has always been about holding his teams accountable mm-hmm. and, and getting after them. And if that's not happening in the same way for, for whatever reasons, I think primarily it's because I think he feels like the atmosphere societally does not allow for that in the same way, which I don't think is a terrible misread, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm wondering if perhaps that's at the crux of it. And, and the only reason I let myself think that at all is what specifically we're talking about the problem being the problem are the, is the things that you would expect would get addressed by that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want to play hard. You're on the bench. You know, you don't have energy. Let's get somebody in there who does. And we're not, we're not seeing, we're just not seeing it. I, I don't know. I, I hate even thinking about things in this manner, but when you, when you see what's unfolding here, I think you have to, mm-hmm. but tonight was my breaking point. It's the point after which I can't, I can't have that, sunny optimism that hey look we've all we've been here before so many times it will change after this i don't i don't know i I mean i just i don't think it's been a couple two or three years and even even when you get back into cassius winston's years they just haven't seemed to recruit like bulldog mentality type of guys, you know, I mean, well, everyone, you got a, you got all good people. They're all you know, great ath- or good student athletes, you know, come from what seems to be really good families, but there isn't, hasn't been, you know, these guys that just, just feel like they've been cheated on life and just take it out on people. The, you know? la- the last guy that they had that I thought embodied, like fully embodied the mentality and the st- the style of play that Izzo's program was built on. I mean, like completely embodied it mm. was probably Brandon Dawson. I can't think of another guy since then, you know, they've had great players and that's been, and, and I, I don't want to go too far with that. The yeah. Valentine teams, the teams that Winston was on all of that, those teams played far, far, far harder and with mm-hmm. much, much more energy than we're seeing right now. That's, you know, that, that is, that is different. Um, but if you're talking about that dog thing yeah. that used to be, but let's also be honest, 
that's ebbed and flowed. I mean, people, if people want to pretend that Michigan State's always had 12 guys on the roster who were that way, no. No. There have been a handful of guys. You know, Cleves obviously was that kind of person, that kind of figure. Mm-hmm. Um, the following year, eh, they didn't really have anybody who fit that. They had great players yeah. who played very, very hard, but they didn't have a guy who would kill you to win, in my opinion. Um, you know, the next guy after that who probably fit that mold, Travis Walton. So that took a few yeah. years. Yeah. You know, then Green clearly was that. Mm-hmm. I think B.J. Dawson played that way. And that's kind of, you know, so we're not talking about that many guys. Right. But but I, I do I do hear you. There is. Um, it's been a while since we've had a Michigan State team that just goes out and physically imposes its will on people, even the the Cassius teams mm-hmm. were not teams that imposed their will physically. I think they were very, very good. They were very good rebounding teams. They were very good defensive teams. They did that. You know, Xavier Tillman might be the best individual defender that the programs had in years. I mean, he, he was elite in that way, mm-hmm. but the, I know what you mean. They have not had, a team that kind of put the fear of God into opponents mm. in that way. And it's been a while. It almost like seems like they're trying to manufacture that attitude in people that just aren't quite born that way. You know, well, you, know, you saw that, it a little bit from like Josh Langford and it was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. You know, this is good. This is working a little bit, but like, I, I don't know that that was Josh Langford's true personality. They just, no, they just don't no. have. It's got to be real, true. You know, it's got to be yes. somebody who's just born that way. And that, and look, that's you know, that's a that's a recruiting thing. That's when you choose to recruit players. That's something that I felt, even if you don't have a team filled with Cleves types, I thought Izzo was very very good in terms of finding guys who matched what he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you want about, you know, lots and lots of guys we can think about, you know, Kalen Lucas, Kalen Lucas wasn't a Mateen Cleves, but Kalen Lucas was a flat out competitor. Mm-hmm. You know, Kalen Lucas would come at you to win a game, you know, in his way. Um, you know, they've, they generally have recruited well of that. And it does seem that this group, doesn't have that they don't have that but but again there's there's different levels to this stuff i could deal with it not being a team that uh you know antonio smith would fit in with real well if they played with energy you could do that Mm -hmm. and not necessarily i mean look at iowa tonight i was soft as shit that's not a physical team but Iowa played hard. That's yeah. enough. That can be enough. You know, most of the teams in Michigan State's had these problems with. They're not. They're not teams that we would rank as tough teams by by ISO standards. Mm-hmm. But they're playing a lot harder than MSU is, so consequently the results are better. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, obviously. 
they believe that these guys were people they were capable of winning with. And, and so, you know, you give that when a guy, but, you know, right now it's hard to feel very good about that turning around. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, I guess we could, leave. well, any, any quick thought, we won't go crazy with it, but what's just your, your take on the Juwan Howard deal? <laughs> <laughs> See, that was that get, that provided a momentary relief from this where Michigan State's been lately. Um, yeah, I I think that uh, it was not surprising to me that he got five games. Mm-hmm. But initially, I thought I never thought it was greater than fifty percent, but I thought there was a non-zero chance that he would be fired, mm-hmm. and. The longer, you know, when it went to the next day, the more I thought about it, the more takes I was reading about it, the more convinced I was that, yeah, they're not going to can him. But I figured uh, the rest of the regular season was likely. And so that part did not surprise me. Mm -hmm. You had to. This, you know, any of it, and and you can read so many nonsense takes on this. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. But well, it probably shouldn't be given the program <laughs> involved, but and the fan base, you know. But, but it's 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 clearly look that's Michigan's decision. It's clearly obvious that they don't want to that. Well, probably eighty percent of their fan base didn't would not want him fired. I mean, that seems completely oh, obvious. I think that I think that's low. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's low. Yeah, fired. Probably. Yeah, it would be higher. Absolutely than that. not. And, and you know, here's the thing: I mean, to some I, degree, they like this. I mean, they this is kind of who they are. They they've had patterns in, of this type of behavior before. Well, not to I, this extent, but you know, the this same. Is where I, this is where I struggled with it. Um, I was trying to think who's had an incident. What coach has had an incident like this? And I've seen a a, a couple of. Uh, lower level D1 stuff raised since then. So, okay, maybe there is precedent for not losing your job automatically when you do this. But the only the only two I, that came to my mind, one was Bob Knight. And keep in mind, that was at a practice. Mm-hmm. Now, that was a videotape. It was his own player. There were differences. But that was what happened. Well, he got fired for that, finally, after years of you know pushing the envelope. The other one, the one that always sticks in my mind because I was a kid when it happened, was 1979, um, Woody Hayes punching a Clemson linebacker who had intercepted a pass in a bowl game. The kid, <laughs> kid intercepted, for those who are not old enough to have seen it, the, uh, Charlie, was it Charlie Bauman? Was that his, I can't remember for sure the guy's name. He picked off a pass and ended up on the Ohio State sideline after the play. You know, like his momentum carried him out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And he happened to be right by Woody Hayes, and Woody Hayes punched him. <laughs> and Woody Hayes was fired. Now, Woody Hayes, it's hard to put into context. I, I mean, Izzo would be a good comparison. Yeah. he's that. He was that kind of figure at Ohio State, you know, in terms of the longevity. He'd been coaching there since the 50s. Mm-hmm. He had won you know, for forever was just, you know, was always considered one of the great coaches of all time, all that stuff. And he lost his job. So you think, well, what's different here? Mm-hmm. The guy punched a coach. That's, 
you know, boom, you're gone. And, and other people have put it in. It, and this goes to show you how different sports is from the real world. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Anybody does that in any other context professionally, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Immediately. Maybe they're fired. facing. Maybe they're facing charges. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. definitely fired. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I think that here's the thing. I think in a way that would they fire him, would they not fire him, almost doesn't matter here because where I land is um, he's he's a dead man walking. He will have another incident. And the reason that I say that is is twofold. One, he clearly has an anger issue. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no doubt about that. You go back to last year with Turch. Yeah. And let's not forget that. Let's not forget that he's had moments like I had almost I had forgotten about it until this incident brought it back to mind. The first year he was there at Breslin against Michigan State, Michigan State's burying them. They're up like MSU's up like, I don't know, 13, 16, something like that. Michigan kid goes down, gets his shot blocked, and MSU is going the other way. He runs out onto the floor to berate an official. Mm-hmm. I don't mean gets out of the coaching box. I mean he's at the free throw line. He's that <laughs> far out. So we've had that. There was an incident, and I'm not sure of all the particulars, but there was a problem in the handshake line in the Rutgers game. Yeah. Yeah. So we've had a couple incidents this year. We had one last year in the big 10 tournament, which if it had been a different circumstance, if there had not been people between them, I think that could have ended in a punch being thrown. There's no reason to think not. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's all this track record, right? And then you turn to, okay, well, what happens after this? And, those who want to believe that this will be it, think, well, he learned, he'll learn his lesson now. He's been suspended. What I saw in that, and I can't believe Michigan let him have that post-game press conference. That was insane. <laughs> yeah, I, I could that not made it believe even that. What a clown. I mean, that is a collection of five clowns in a car running that athletic department. I mean, to let that happen, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. But especially since uh, it was on the road, right? They they could have stopped that and should have, and it's it's malpractice that they didn't. But he gets up there; he's not apologetic. He did. That's I'm and I, and the statement that got issued yesterday. Come on, he didn't write that. Oh no, that, no. So I am I am of the belief, and it's only an opinion, but I think I've got. I think I've, there's some justification for feeling the way that I do about this. Let's let's put it that way. I don't think there's a lot of reason to believe that Juwan Howard believes that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. I, you know, his raised by the streets of the south side of Chicago line, all that stuff he's trotted he trotted out after the Turgeon thing, all that. I think that's I think that's part of this, and mm-hmm. he clearly he clearly has a chip on his shoulder around the perception of being disrespected. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what all of these things seem to share in common. Mm-hmm. It, you know, and, I, I think Izzo really threaded the needle good with his take. Um, 
because and I haven't heard a whole lot of people kind of get into this because to me everything basically surrounding this is a bunch of BS except for the handshake I think is really what is actually the crux of it in that look he he was he was upset and mad and he was trying to skirt by and not shake guard's hand and right that that is you're talking on national tv that's massively disrespectful especially to a team that just whipped your ass it just well, is. It it's was, really it was, disrespectful was, to try to more, do that it was it was more than that it's let's remember and and this has been conveniently brushed aside by a lot of people but what triggers all of that stuff is guard is shaking his hand and howard says to him i'll remember that shit mm-hmm yeah. So guard's reaction, as it as would be natural for pretty much anybody, is to say, "Whoa, wait a minute." Yeah, let's try to smooth and try this to thing straighten out. It out. Yeah. Now you can say, "Oh, and, and the nonsense about he put his hands on him." Get the fuck out of here with that. Yeah, yeah. That's he put his he put his hand lightly on his elbow basically a a reaction that would be natural for almost anyone in that situation to say whoa hold up wait a minute mm-hmm. let me explain why because he clearly i i guess wasn't expecting howard to say that or to have that kind of problem with it mm-hmm. but then when he exhibits when he says what he says well what's your what's a natural reaction you know um but in, in any event i don't want to get into the the Pruder film shit with with that it was yeah. Yeah, I because all I that's a bunch of I bullshit. It, it's all it's all excuses to try to correct the and, try to cover again, up the inexcusable. That, but but more to the point, the fact that I don't believe Juwan Howard truly believes that he was wrong. Yeah, I think yeah. he proud. My assumption is he believes that it was justified. Um, that says to me that it's an inevitability that something else happens. I don't know what that will be, but I, I, I feel exactly the same about this as I did three years ago, four years ago about Dan Dakich. Mm-hmm. There was an inevitability to that, yeah. that this guy, it, don't know where, don't know exactly what it will be, but I do know what's going to happen and he's going to lose his job. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And I feel the not that they're the same situations, but where I get to is when somebody shows you, not tells you, shows you who they are in their at their essence, and there's no reason to believe that they see a problem, believe them. Yeah. Believe that's who they are. Believe what they're telling you. And so to me, believe that Juwan Howard has an anger problem that likely is going to result in another incident which in turn will result in his being fired. Hmm. The the only thing that might change that is if for some reason he decided to bail out first, which I don't think is going to happen, but, you know, could. Can't rule it out. Um, You know, I've wondered, might the approach here be... Who the hell knows? Juwan Howard might actually feel incredibly aggrieved that he was suspended for five games because let's understand this the big 10 
only has the initial authority to suspend him for two games. Mm-hmm. They could go to there was some type of committee that they can go to to make it worse or a longer suspension. What happened with this is that the league and Michigan worked on it together. And um, that's how they got to the five games. And I think it's because Michigan understood they really couldn't get away with less. And if they tried, if they tried, then, you know, the league would likely put it before this committee and bump it higher. Um, So we don't know how Howard feels about it. He, it's entirely possible that he feels there's been an injustice mm-hmm. done. And and I think part of what might motivate that, too, is that you look at it and Greg Gard didn't get any games, which he shouldn't have. He got fined $10,000. I'm not quite sure why. I know. Um, but the big one was the assistant coach, Joe, Kra- Joe Krabenhoft, didn't get anything. Mm. And... And if, if you're Jawan Howard, I even have to say, I figured Kravenhoff would get something. And he didn't. Um, and it was also surprising to me that the players also only got one game. I thought particularly um, Diabate, because he unleashed a couple haymakers. Yeah. And you have to believe that the league said, all right, the coaches clearly put these kids in this situation we're not going to hold them responsible the way we normally would. They had to do mm-hmm. something, but they did the bare minimum. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Um, but, but yeah, I think there's an inevitability to this. And if I were, if I were, um, if I were a Michigan fan, I'd, I'd be preparing mentally for this guy to not be coaching your team. I don't know when, but something's going to happen. And can you yeah. imagine what fan bases are going to be like next year with him when he goes into a posing arena? Oh, it's going to get Student worse sections. and worse and worse. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure schools will try to dampen some of that stuff. Some some of them will. But, um, you know, there was one other point to this. Somebody made a, a really good point. Uh, I was I listened to a few podcasts around your know, national stuff around this. And mm. Doug, I hate feeling this way because, boy, I used to really not be much of a fan of Doug Gottlieb. But he's been making some good points lately, and he had a really good one. In this case, yeah, he said, you know, we as a society, a basketball, you know, basketball fans, players, coaches, etc., anybody who cares about the sport, are very, very fortunate that this happened where it did. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is twofold. One, Wisconsin as a fan base doesn't have any. I mean, they don't like Michigan. This who likes Michigan, but, but they don't have the animus that some other places have. But the second thing, probably more important is the way their student section is laid out. They're not the way that the is is. They're mm-hmm. under the baskets, I believe, or near the baskets. They're, in other words, student student group was not near where this occurred. If that had happened at Breslin, what are the odds that somebody in the is lobs something? Mm-hmm. And you have another malice at the palace incident. Yeah, or like Maryland. Easily, easily <laughs> could have been. were hammered at Maryland. Yep. Um, uh, Purdue, very mm. hostile crowd. I mean, there are places that would have been much, much dicier than, than Madison. And so from that perspective, a bullet was dodged for, on everybody's part. 
because mm-hmm. this could have been way worse. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's something else to take away from it. As bad as it was. I mean, it's just, it's crazy because you think if you can take a half step back, I mean, I think we've just, obviously we've been in this for a few days. So it's now, you know, accepted. We understood it happened. Your brain's wrapped around it, but just, we've never seen it. Mm-hmm. It's never happened. Guys get hot at each other and they're about throwing punches. <laughs> a coach, the head coach. Never, never. Yeah, it's hard to wrap your brain around. I mean, it, you, it, at least with the players, back, you can you can you can understand because they're Absolutely. physical with each other. You could see something like that happen at some point. But yes, a coach. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, it's over a, a timeout. I mean, what? It, it's such a it, it's such a line crossing type of event that it's yeah, it's really it's really hard to fully wrap your mind around. But good idea talking about this. It takes my mind off. Yeah. <laughs> Blow off some steam the on troubles of Michigan State. <laughs> well, their problems are worse. I mean, we're talking about you know Michigan State losing some games and you know struggling to find itself. Um, they they got a bigger problem, in my view. Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that and come back with the pregame to uh, Purdue here in the next few days. Until then, the Final Four is not on the schedule. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.